Hey, this is uh, kind of cool. Silverbolt to Rat Trap. What is your status? <laughs> Just call me Ratfish. Too much energy. Detected Vector 597. Mm. Oh, no! Not that! Ah! Greetings, Predacons, and welcome to episode 38 of Too Much Energon, a laser comb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am your other host, NeoCal. Yes. What's going on this week, Cal? Uh... You know, family BS and yeah. moving stress and all that stuff. All that fun stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Watching but... one of the most compelling episodes of Beast Wars. <laughs> uh, but have you, did you have uh, a pleasure such as mine today of having a woman randomly freak out on you at work. I don't even need to be at work for that. <laughs> hey <laughs> oh. oh god. The old ball and chain, huh? Um I don't need a bag, I got one at home. <laughs> <laughs> we just turn into Rhinox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know he was married. No. There's a lot of things about Rhinox we don't know. Yeah, so I was uh, I was at work today, and this woman, um, she was standing in front of this like three tiered wired wire wired wire rack, and each uh, each level of it had a different product in it. So she's standing in front of it, and just says to me, what is that? And I'm like, what, what is what? And she's like, what are those? And I'm like, what are what? What are you talking about? And she like lifts her leg up and like kicks the, the bin. And she's like, those! And I'm like, well, you, you don't need, like, you can't be, you can't be kicking stuff around here, lady. She's like, tell me what they are! Where that, is she? Yeah. <laughs> so the, this person is 12, correct? Uh, she was probably more like 45, honestly. Um, yeah, she just like keeps yelling. I'm like, lady, like you can't, you, like you can't, like I'm definitely, I'm not going to help you now. You can't be yelling <laughs> at me. Yeah, we're, 
Like the like, store isn't fully automated yet. These are pe- human beings you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. We're not. Uh, I, I don't work at the uh, the self serve like Amazon grocery store. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's a very bizarre interaction, and she's like, "Well, uh, tell me what they are. Like you're you're not telling me because you don't know. You're too stupid, or something along those lines." And I'm like, well, it says, like, if you look at the package, it says right on it what it is. So, apparently you can't even read the package, and you're calling me stupid. (laughs) Christopher, are you... Are you shaming a lady for not knowing how to read? Uh, yes, because, uh... Well, she didn't. You see, she did not look like Kate Winslet. Ah, yes, yes. There's, (laughs) there's a the reader joke that I could insert in here somewhere, but uh, we we talked about this previously. Yeah, we talked about it on our uh, on this week's outtake, which is a Patreon exclusive. So go subscribe if you want to hear that story. Um, the reader was an easy read. Like, it's it's a little bit light. How appropriate. And that it's called The Reader. Appropriate or ironic? Appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with that. It could also be ironic. Yeah, it could. I don't want to spoil it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, very very bizarre uh, interaction with this lady. And eventually I just, I told her to leave the store and, uh, she she kind of just did without incident. No more kicking stuff. Yeah, no more kicking stuff. I had a guy the other day, uh, uh, like straight up threatened to kill me at work. Oh yeah, well I'll kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you more. I'll kill you first. <laughs> I'll kill you so much. I'll kill you three times before you hit the ground. <laughs> Uh, yeah, outside of my work, the, outside of my work the other day, we were, um, so because of COVID stuff, we, when we're opening up the store in the morning, we have to like, we have these like orange pylons that we have to put in front of the store and then put up like caution tape to, uh, um, for people to line up basically. Hmm. Uh, so I was putting, uh, I was putting these pylons out and there are these two dudes out there and one of them like was like doing like push-ups and stuff. Like I, I was like, Oh God, these guys are like on meth or something. Cause uh, yeah, for, for the listeners, I work uh, where I work is in a very, very shitty part of uh very, very infamous part of our city. It, yeah, it's like the hub of, Street people? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Unsheltered folk. There we go. But yeah, anyway, so I was like, oh god, these guys are like on meth or something. Um then this guy like does like kicks his foot like over the top of the pylon and then he like grabs it and moves it. And I was like, hey man, can you can you not? Okay, like I'm trying to set these up. Can you not uh move them and he grabs it 
he's like, oh yeah, sure. And he grabs it and then moves it again. I was like, I was like, dude, can you, can you, can you just move on please? And then he's like, you know what? Fuck you. And like grabs the pylon and like throws it and then picks it up, pick, picks it up and then throws it again. And the guy like, I was like, okay, like you need, you need to leave, dude. Like we're, we're going to call security. And like the guy like spat at me several times, like three or four times and salted my weight, called me a fat fuck. He uh, hurled a homophobic slur at me, uh, threatened to kill me. And then was like, I have military training. I could, I could do it and I'll get away with it. I'm a veteran, you fucking insert homophobic slur. Um, hmm. Yeah. So uh, we called the police, and uh, they they were doing that like typical like tough guy thing of like, yeah, go ahead, fucking call the cops. But then when they when it became clear that uh, uh, my colleague was actually on the phone with the police, they like booked it. Yeah, they always do. Yeah. I worked security downtown for a decade. Yeah. It's funny because the police don't want to have to deal with it. You don't want to have to deal with it. But it's like, why do those people want to deal with it? Right? Like, do some people, like, thrive off conflict? Like why? Like what? Do, what do they hope to gain out of that exchange? Street I... cred. <laughs> <laughs> Street cred. Meanwhile, like is that a type of the... cryptocurrency? <laughs> Street cred. <laughs> Street coin. Street coin. <laughs> what I'm waiting for, like I'm. I, I I'm not into the 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 crypto biz, uh, not not really my jam. But uh, if someone comes out with Siege Coin, then uh, I'm gonna be all over that. You have to. That'd I I, I just have to. Yeah. Yeah. Got to do it. Um. Yeah. Speaking of Siege, this uh this episode's got some tank in it. Got a crab tank? <laughs> Does that count? Uh, yeah, we're. Uh, Did you know that Rampage like turns around and fires the missiles out of his butt? I did not. I was watching this, and he turns around and he fires like the missiles from behind him in one of his forms. So he can still shoot the missiles when he's in his crab form, but he turn. I'll point it out when we, if I, if I notice it in the episode. Uh, there's a lot to love in this episode. <laughs> uh, yes, love, love is the the word. Um, I I did like that little uh that little tune, sh- swashbuckling tune that plays when rat traps uh bombing around in the submarine. It's, there there's some there there's some interesting moments here some some interesting choices are made yes yeah <laughs> uh it seems like a good a, as good of time of 
as blah, as any to segue into talking about the episode. But first, here's a word about our Patreon. Do you like 90s animation? I do. Do you have $2 burning a hole in your pocket? <laughs> I do. Wait, no, I'm broke right now. <laughs> do you want to listen to three grown men talk about 90s cartoons like it was yes. yesterday? I know I do. I mean, I'm already doing that, so why would I want to listen to someone else do it? Dude, you're supposed to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> Give us money. All you need to do is subscribe to the Lasercomb Patreon. For $2 a month, you get access to our Discord channel, which is where we record all of these fine shows. And you also get our eternal gratitude. Isn't that the greatest gift of all? Besides money. <laughs> Besides money? Which is, is what a we gift want. to us. <laughs> a very good, good gift I'm sure Christopher can salvage something out of this. Uh, so this is episode 38 of Too Much Energon. Uh, this week we are talking about the third episode, the third season of Beast Wars, Changing of the Guard. Originally, is that Deep Metal Part 2? Uh, in spirit, yes. It originally aired on November 8th, 1998. Uh, so... Episode opens uh, outside of Ark Mountain, and the uh, the doorway that we we saw introduced last episode has been shot to shit. So at some point between last week and this week, uh, a big battle went on. Um, giant gate they have for the their like, like makeshift door. base around the. But now they've been shot to tap into Teletran One's mm. uh, defense systems to uh, basically use it to defend Ark Mountain. Not just the Ark, but Ark Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it doesn't Presumably, work. No. Yeah. It doesn't work in Rhinox comments that uh, uh, Autobot tech and Maximal tech is just too different and kind of hard to work with, which makes sense because, like, I mean, the Ark is millions of years old at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's like having, like, a five-year-old iPhone. None <laughs> of the cords are going to work, the charger. Yeah. It's like trying to sync your uh, <clears throat> your uh, your iPhone 12 with a uh, iPod Nano. Oh, God. That doesn't even exist. <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Basically impossible. Is such a thing even possible? No. no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, shit doesn't work, and uh, they Optimus, bicker. Yeah, they do bicker shit. Yeah, and Optimus uh, is like, well, we've got to recover Sentinel. Yeah, that's yeah. our only choice. Yeah. Um. Hey, Dog literally Bot. our only choice because otherwise, basically, like, they're always in a defensive position right now because they're constantly getting attacked because they don't have a security system. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Not a not a good position to be in. Optimus says so, this war could go on forever. And I'm like, why are you saying this in season three and not one and two? <laughs> what about ending the Beast Wars once and for all? Megatron's <laughs> been trying to do that, damn it. <laughs> So y'all keep stopping him. The summary is they can't find depth charge. He's off doing depth charge bullshit. Uh, but they had Black Arachnia make a little 
submersible. Yeah, because uh, Sentinel is uh, still with the rest of the Axelon, which is... And it fell over the waterfall and into... They call it a lake. I guess it's just a very big lake it fell in. It seems like the ocean. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. The water. Maybe it lake. fell into the water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it's uh, deep underwater and... Uh, uh, yeah, like you said, Black Arachnia uh, builds a little like one-man submarine, and not, apparently it's not a not, yellow one. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not able to be detected because it's powered completely by hand. Hmm. Clever. But uh, but a maximal has to get inside of it. So and presumably, you could just scan for maximal energy signatures, which, which we've seen they have them, done dozens of times. Yeah, we've seen them do like in almost every fucking episode of this show. So right away, <laughs> I'm like, I <laughs> okay, I yeah, sure. Or so maybe because it's made out of steampunk parts, it blocks their scanners. Steampunk parts are brass. <laughs> mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> Seems legit. I mean, why yeah. not? Right? <laughs> why not? Yeah. So, Black so Arachnia is like, so when am I going? Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Primal is like, like, you're not. Yeah. Don't even think about it. Not a chance, lady. But then he explains, it's like you you don't even know what you'd be looking for. Yeah. Like Rat Trap is familiar with like the systems. He knows how to get in and out, and he's the only one small enough besides. Black Arachnia to even operate it. So imagine, there's. Can you imagine Rhinox trying to fit in that thing? He gets no. like one leg in there. <laughs> Optimus could wear it as a helmet. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the, the size differences between all of them are getting crazy. I, I like that though. I like that like Optimus is like this and like Rat Trap is like this. Oh, 3D. There we go. Woo! Like huge differences. So, uh, like, much like. Dun dun. Jesus, that is chunk. So Christopher so for, has. Go ahead. <laughs> so for the the audio listeners, um, I grabbed my optimal Optimus toy from 1998, and my rat trap toy from the War for Cybertron Kingdom line of 2020. That's actually probably to scale. And the scale is at like pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, Rat Trap's the, the size of one of his legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, the size difference is uh Optimus is probably about 4 times the height of Rat Trap. So that optimal Optimus is actually man, I'll never I'll never get around that name. Um, that's actually from 98? Yep. Wow, looks Ch fucking shiny. Let's check this out, too. If I can remember how to do it. Where? He has a button on him to, like, make shit light up. And it still works. Oh, here Somewhere. we go. Oh, it has... Oh, his... um. Gat his chest gats light up and his eyes. Oh, and his eyes. If you're watching this on video, Wild. 
Yeah. And so this toy is from 1998, and the the lights and electronics in it still work. You mean amazingly enough? You you didn't have to replace any battery. No. I mean, I did buy it last year off of a guy off of uh, Craigslist, and he said he was was a collector. Mm. So he may have swapped out the battery at some point. Mm. I don't know. Sometimes things just work. I love it when a plan comes together. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of the plan, they bicker for like two whole minutes on the show. And then (laughs) Optimal is like, would you do it for a Scooby snack? And he's like, Rat Trap's like, rah, rah. And then he's like, two Scooby snacks? Okay. And he ends up going. (laughs) I don't even remember why he put up a fuss and then ended up agreeing. Uh, He didn't want to go underwater because he's not a water rat, as he he put it. And Optimus is like, uh, well, if we we are constantly in a defensive position, this war could go on forever. We'll never get back to Cybertron. The C word. And Rat Trap's like, man, you just had to use the C word. Yeah, Cybertron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because using his desire to get back home is the only way it will convince him. Which and then I, we have a weird I guess. go ahead. <laughs> I guess. I mean it's a you think entirely maybe, too long argument. You you think maybe, you know, just not dying would be motivation that, enough? Appar- apparently not. He wants to go home and hit the strip clubs with Silverbolt and Cheetor. Yeah. Speaking of Cheetor, uh, there's a weird like daydream sequence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bizarre, and the show's never done anything like this. So, Rat Trap looks at Cheetor, and he has this weird fucking smile on his face, and he's like, "What's your, what's your deal, bub?" And a cloud, like a cartoon cloud, forms up above Cheetor's head. A very comic book-esque uh, thought balloon. Yeah, like a thought bubble pops up. And it's um, original, like OG Cheetor in his cheetah form. Like bouncing like a ball around. And Cheetor is like, oh, I was just like imagining like hitting hitting you inside of that thing as if it's like a ball. And he laughs and Rhinox like laughs at like that innocence. Yeah. It's weird. And I like like the the lightheartedness of it, but it's weird, right? The, the show has gotten plenty cartoony like several times, but like never that, that, that was just strange. And it continues. There's a couple more cartoony moments. The 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 pinball scene. <laughs> the, the pinball. The, the Sonic 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 spinball. Spinball, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which Sonic Spinball was out at this time, so maybe Oh. Maybe inspiration there. Who knows? I certainly don't. Don't so. care either. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, As someone who loves all things Sonic, I challenge you to a duel. (laughs) (laughs) So we have... You see that Sonic movie? 
I was so hyped for it, but then they made Sonic look less like a gremlin and more like actual Sonic, and then I was less hyped for it. I wanted really? like human chiclet teeth, like creepy, like muscular leg Sonic. <laughs> I wanted it to be like the terrible. <laughs> because here's the thing: all the people complaining, oh, that's hashtag not my Sonic, all that stuff. They weren't going to go watch it anyway. Mm. Like, did them changing Sonic? And then another part of me is like the conspiracy, like theory part, where I'm like, what if? They purposely released Ugly Sonic in the trailers, knowing people would freak the fuck out. And then that would generate hype for when they changed it to Classic Sonic, people would actually go and want to watch it. Fixing it bankrupted that animation studio. That so it bothered me. Yeah. 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 Really? Um, oh, man. That yeah, people lost their jobs <laughs> over it. Um, mm-hmm. That movie is actually pretty good, though. It's it's better Here's than you think. <laughs> Here's the thing: I know other people are boycotting him and and they don't like him or whatever. I fucking like Jim Carrey, and it feels like '90s Jim Carrey. Yeah, and Sonic yeah. is '90s. Like I, so like I don't know why I haven't seen it. Just haven't gotten around to it. Well, I know Jim Carrey kind of went crazy in the mid 2010s, but he seems to have mellowed out. Gone back to normal crazy instead yeah. of not, weird yeah, crazy. He's gone back to fun crazy. Not Doesn't uh, he have a children's book about death? He has a show. I can't remember what it's called now. I, I think it's in its second or third season now, but he has this show on, uh, I think it's on Showtime where he plays basically Mr. Rogers who is like wife leaves him. And then he like start and then he kind of like comes unglued and like starts fucking like a terminally ill cancer patient. And sounds like, um, that, um, I think it was called like Mr. Happy or something like that. You remember Maybe? that Robin Williams TV show show where he was like a mascot for like a kid's show and he got like fired. Um, uh, um, vaguely. Okay. It's not Mr. Happy I'm looking up Jim Carrey's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Television. Booyah. All right. Kid- it's called Kidding. Oh, I was thinking of Death to Smoochie. <laughs> no, no, this is this is a TV series that uh, ran from 2018 to 2020. It was canceled after two seasons. So, I watched like know, I watched like the first half of season one. So it was an odd you know show. How, you know how I was talking about um didn't like Jim Carrey write a book about like death for kids. It's right. called How Roland Rolls, and it's uh, he apparently he won a children's book award for it. It's a story about a wave named Roland who's afraid that one day when he hits the beach, his life will be over. But when he gets deep, he's struck by the notion that he's not just a wave; he's part of a whole bigger, wider ocean. Mm. 
the story shows humanity's interconnectedness throughout the metaphor of a wave in the ocean and the acceptance that we're only part of it. Well, the, the reason why, when you brought that up, why I thought of that show kidding is because he starts after his wife leaves him, he starts like wanting. Now, you know what? There was a car, right. There was a car accident and one of their kids died, I think in the car accident and the other kids survived and his wife ended up leaving him like kicked him out of the house uh just cuz just because of like grief and whatnot and so he starts becoming obsessed with death and like wanting to like talk introduce the concept of death and talk about death frankly on this like show for preschoolers and his producers are like no <laughs> okay if he wrote how Roland rolls. Oh, okay. So his midlife crisis, Jim Carrey's midlife crisis was his facing his fear of death, because that's clearly came out in the fact that he wrote a children's book about it. And he did that TV show you were, you were mentioning. Yeah. Hmm. And that's why ladies and gentlemen, I should go and watch the Sonic movie. <laughs> yes you should it's fun i will um yeah so what's going on can you on tell here? this episode's great so there's annoying silver bolt and rat trap banter as silver bolts flying like with his talons holding uh rat trap in the submersible and he just like drops the ball dro- drops him into the water <laughs> he drop literally drops the ball he does and he sinks and into the water and rat trap freaks out starts hitting buttons and then like starts like um Paddling. like those those manual do you remember those manual um uh cars for kids not the power wheels which which actually had the battery but like the like the flintstone ones or the ones that had like a little like foot engine paddle thingy do you remember those those were like power wheels for for the poor kids for, i was gonna say for poor kids yeah 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 uh use your feet to like row paddle yeah yeah and this thing that he's holding is the exact same shape as the bars that you would like put your feet on put, and put your feet on yeah yeah okay yeah i, I you, you I, know I you know now. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so he's like Oh geez, I hope this works, and it does. And some uh, so some very delightful music starts playing. Yeah, dude. If you're listening to this podcast, you've heard it because the it's at the very beginning of the episode, so it's that music. Yeah, and Rat Trap's like, this is kind of kind of cool. I think it's funny that when it. Uh, cuts away to um to uh silverbolt holding a radio the music <laughs> that's playing while rad trap is like I, row I, row I like row your boating <laughs> can be heard through the radio <laughs> filled yes, through the radio i was so confused i paused it and turned to my partner and i was like that music just isn't just on the show the, the music's coming from the submersible <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like, did Black Arachnia program that song to play inside of? I, yes. 
Maybe. Because like you said, Silverbolt like looks at the radio and he's like confused about why there's music. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh it's it's probably my favorite moment in this episode. It's one of the redeeming moments. That's that's humorous. It uh Will it be enough to get a too much energon rating? Listen to the end of this podcast and you'll find out. Uh, I... Spoiler alert, probably not. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> so Rat Trap is like, hey, uh, that evil uh, Lady Arachnia of yours finally did something right. And Silverbolt's like, yes, yes, my beloved has many skills or something like that. And thighs for days. <laughs> and them titties. Let's not forget her most valuable asset, her mind. <laughs> Both of them. So we get a rat trap kind of moment where, um, just like James Cameron, he's exploring the deep blue sea. And... Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. He's Jacques Cousteauing it up. I mean, did Jacques Cousteau go underwater? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what he was known me. for. Yeah, he was known for being in a metal thing that goes underwater. Submarine. There we go. <laughs> uh, Jacques Cousteau was a uh, 1910 to 1997 was a French naval officer, explorer, conservationist, filmmaker, innovator, scientist, photographer, author, and researcher who studied the sea and all forms of life in water. I remember he had a TV show in the 90s on the Discovery Channel where he would like, he was like exploring like, um, like undersea wreckage. Yeah, I, I kind that's vaguely familiar. When was he born? Uh, nineteen ten. He lived uh, from nineteen June eleventh, nineteen ten, to June twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. So wow. he died right after he turned eighty seven. What a period to to be alive, to see like like to be around at the birth of like airplanes, and to go out like at in the in the late nineties. Amazing. He he'd seen that he's he must have seen the world change. Mm-hmm. I remember when my grandma was like, ah, we were the first one on the block with the color television. But we still had to heat our home with with the fire stove and we didn't even have oil heating yet. And I'm like, oil heating? That, that was a thing. Yes, apparently. Can you imagine trying to talk to presumably if we end up having kids telling them that they were we were born like before what they consider the internet? They'd be like, no way. They'll be like, yes way, before smartphones. Oh, by then we probably won't even have smartphones. It'll be like the next thing. Google Glass. <laughs> come back. 
Maybe. <laughs> Do you ever hear about the that guy who got arrested in a movie theater for uh, wearing Google Glass? Well, he didn't get arrested. He he got kicked out, and then uh, he f- like made a scene. So they phoned the police, or the, or they they contacted the FBI. So they phoned the police, and then the police contacted the FBI because what they the theater told them was that he was using his Google Glass to pirate the movie, like to record the movie, which he wasn't doing. But so him and like him and his uh, his wife or girlfriend or whatever ended up being detained by the FBI for like six hours or something like that. This happened like back in uh, the early 2010s, I think. The only story I recall of Google Glass was there was a lady, uh, like an influencer, who got asked to leave a restaurant because they were uncomfortable and some of the patrons were uncomfortable with um, being recorded. Mm. And she was like, you know, live streaming or getting video for a blog or whatever back then. Right. And she ended up like talking shit about it. And the place was like Yelp review bombed. Like people that hadn't even gone there that weren't even from the city all started leaving like zero to five like reviews and stuff and she like destroyed like the business so business yeah, is preemptively right. business shit lords man business is preemptively yeah. just banned um google glass from their from being allowed on site this is why we can't have nice things yeah yeah <laughs> people go into I... restaurants and movie theaters with motherfucking google glass <laughs> yeah take it off because like it wasn't you couldn't actually Slowly. get like a prescription slower, faster, <laughs> good. <laughs> Reminds me of um, fucking um. I I, I was just about to say Ace Ventura. I have Jim Bumblebee Carrey on mind. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee tuna. Um, fucking being a coworker. Powers. Me and a coworker of mine now greet each other with bumblebee tuna all the time at work. Because we were just we were talking uh, uh, like maybe a month ago. We were just I can't even remember why, but we started talking about Ace Ventura when nature calls, and like I just jokingly started uh, after that, like immediately after that conversation ended, I just jokingly started like walking through the store, like addressing coworkers by saying bumblebee tuna. <laughs> bumblebee tuna hey bumblebee tuna <laughs> and so now me and this co-worker just say like uh uh greet each other by say bum by saying bumblebee tuna now <laughs> when i was younger i said man how old was i 13 12 that movie came out just at the right time for my cousins and my siblings and i to all watch it like dozens of times right right like i did that with a mask we we watched the mask like a nauseating amount of times. Yeah, the mask was good. Um, I gotta revisit Ace Ventura when nature calls because I haven't seen it in probably like twenty years. The first film, uh, there there are some things about the first film that uh, haven't aged particularly well. 
some no, uh, some, I, some transphobic I... stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not in a hurry to revisit that one, but uh, I think the second one's probably still funny. Maybe. I I remember the rhinoceros giving birth scene. Well, <laughs> it has <laughs> seared itself into my memory. <sighs> truly, the epitome of comedy in the nineties. Yeah, it, truly, some truly uh, the the pinnacle of uh, sophisticated humor. I uh, I agree. oh man speaking of sophistication um uh beast wars yeah can you Uh, tell this episode is great (laughs) so so rat traps bombing around in the uh in the uh in jacques cousteau's sub and uh he finds the wreckage of the axelon and uh goes to the he like swims around and goes to the uh sentinel control room that we saw in uh that season one episode of better mousetrap and he actually finds like the that exact console Mm -hmm. which i'm like hey cool they they actually like it's the same room except underwater then a giant enemy crab finds him first uh (laughs) yeah 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 rampage grabs him Holy and fuck! He, Rampage is big compared to this thing. He's able to hold this uh, like submersible with one pincher. Yep. Quite easily too. Yeah, and he starts torturing him, slowly squeezing, talking shit to him. I love the voice actor for Rampage. I'll get. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we brought that up on mm-hmm. last week's. Uh, come out! Last week's. Come out! Time to play. And then I don't know. I don't think he's cool, man. I think he's fucking lame. Depth charge. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Try someone your own size if you want to play." And he shoots underwater lasers at <laughs> Rampage. Yeah, which makes him go. Ugh! And uh, he tells Rattrap to fuck off, basically, because as he puts it, X and I play rough, and so. They're presumably about to fight. And uh, I haven't seen any like any of season three beyond this point since it originally oh. aired in 1999. I've never revisited season three. Oh, all right. So it'll so, be semi fresh for you, too. I remember like the broad strokes, basically, of what yeah. happens. But like, I'm getting very concerned. <laughs> that the show from here on out is going to be the depth charge fights rampage extravaganza. They fight in every they episode. Fight. They fight, they fight, they fight. Fight, fight, yeah. fight, 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 fight. <laughs> the depth they, charge and rampage show. Because they fought last week, which fair, <laughs> that was the episode that introduced depth charge. Uh-huh. But now the following week, we have the big battle of the show is them fighting again. And I'm like, I'm sensing a pattern here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. If uh, these motherfuckers fight again next week, I'm... uh, (laughs) You're throwing in your... The towel. (laughs) (laughs) I might be done. (laughs) 
<laughs> Not actually. I'm seeing this seeing this show through to the end and beyond. But uh, I I will. I, I might start to to check out mentally a little bit at that I, point. I've beaten you to it. I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog and Ace Ventura and Itchy and Scratchy and Crackheads um, at my work. Crackheads at your work. Bum- Bumblebee, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> So there's a part in this episode, I think it's right here, where Megatron's like, Minions! And um, he opens a vid window. Again, I don't know how he's seeing them on his monitor, but there's uh, appears to be Quickstrike, Waspinator, and Inferno playing Cybertronian poker. Like they have like hexagonal cards. Uh, I was going to point out um i wonder if the cards are a reference the shape of the cards is a reference to um battlestar galactica because everything in battlestar like everything in battlestar galactica like paper and whatnot cards and all of that they like they none of them have like pointed edges like there are no like nothing's rectangular Hmm. It could be nothing, but uh, that's just looking at it right now. That's just what it makes me think of is the cards in Battlestar Galactica. I think, yeah, it's similar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, they're playing poker. Yeah, they're playing with hexagonal um, cards. And uh, they get surprised and they hide them. And he's like, minions, go! Do your thing, or are they pentagons? No, they're they're hexagonal. They got six sides. Uh yeah. He so he tells his uh, cronies that uh, something has interfered with the maximal uh, maximal's attempt to salvage Sentinel. Move into position. So it's like, did Megatron know that? Like, I guess Megatron knew that this was going on and had some kind of plan set up. So earlier it showed a little drone thing staring at Silverbolt. Oh, okay. Just a brief little like scene of like a crosshair kind of like or a camera like HUD zooming in and watching like Silverbolt as Silverbolt was on the comms. Right. So can you tell how invested I am in this episode? I'm amazed I remembered. Um, and he, uh, presumably, they were spying and they're like waiting. So, why they're not just attacking Silverbolt or whatever, and why Megatron has his cronies in wait, we'll, we'll see. But he's, he's got some sort of plan. Why didn't he just use Rampage to go get Sentinel to begin with? Because the show sometimes forgets to write things that make sense. (laughs) So, again, the issue comes up with 
Ah, oh, find out how Rampage is avoiding our scanners. Dude, you you have a torture device in your hand. Yeah. It makes him agonizing. Keep squeezing that every five minutes until he comes home like a good boy. Yeah. And then get him to go and get retrieve um, whatever you want from the wreckage yourself. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah. I, never even, I was so disinterested in the episode that I never even thought about that. Go get Rampage to get it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It's. So if if you cut to uh, 1058 in the episode, you see him jump up onto a rock, turn his butt towards the, the camera, and shoot missiles from, from his ass. Oh, yeah. So in his crab form, he can still fire his missiles. I don't know if we've seen that yet on the show. But he quite clearly shoots missiles out of his ass. <laughs> I'm, am I wrong? No, no, you, no you're not wrong. Uh, I, I think that's his. Oh. Uh, uh, when he goes into tank mode, I think that might be his gun, his front cannon. It is. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it's behind him when he's in crab mode all all this time. And I, uh, yeah, he just uh, shits torpedoes out. I, but only behind him, I, I guess. Uh, yeah. And then depth charge fires. Uh, he has um torpedoes as well, and they shoot a torpedo at at each other, and of course they they meet in between them and blow up. Yeah, uh, of course. Some, yeah. Uh... Excellent. Never aim. tell me the odds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, them exploding, like, shakes the Axelon loose, and the the force of that uh, starts making Rat Trap in his little submarine, like, shimmy and shake around, and that makes him drop, almost, no, not quite, almost drop Sentinel, but he doesn't. Yep. And then the um, Axelon appears to fall over um, an underwater cliff that was on into a much deeper crevasse. And uh, it, it appears oh, it appears to crush Rampage. And Rampage, who is sparring with Depth Charge, it cr- appears to crush both of them. Mm. And so, yeah. So Rat, Rat Trap uh, blows the ballast tanks and... Uh, floats back to the surface and uh, him and Silverbolt exchange some words and Silverbolt picks him up. And now Silverbolt is suddenly having a hard time carrying Rad Trap in the submarine, which I don't get because he was carrying him just fine earlier. But now he's just like such a heavy load. Yeah. And I'm like, he has a computer chip. How much heavier is this a video game where you've reached your max encumbrance? It's like yeah, 275 like, pounds. A okay. 276. I I can't, can't move fast anymore. travel any can't <laughs> fast travel now, bro. That that one pound was the difference maker. <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drop those necromancer boots, man. <laughs> They're only worth four gold each. Uh, so apparently eat, the, eat eat those 20 cheese wheels now. <laughs> Is there a better time than now? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, why do you have 11 torches? 
you need eleven. Um, the Waspinator shows up. Waspinator. Well, okay. So to to give the show some credit, Sentinel isn't just on um, like a, a chip. It appears to be this like big, heavy kind of like console like device. Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, but I mean, again, like, how much more weight is that than the submersible and rat trap? I Anyways, tell, I will tell you how much. Too much. Too much weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what were you saying? Waspinator shows up and he says, "Oh, Waspinator." Yeah, he shows up and uh, like shoots Silverbolt out of the air, and and we get my favorite part of the show. Yeah. So uh, Silverbolt drops Rat Trap. Yeah, Silverbolt drops Rat Trap, still in the submersible, and Rat Trap falls onto the shore, which has a bunch of like rocky outcrop thing yeah and he literally starts like sonic spinballing around do 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 and it even like it even makes like pinball sounds makes as pin- he's like as he's like bonking around the this like cluster of rocks and yeah i'm like the show's we we're aware it's for kids people <laughs> like but like it's very cartoony yeah this episode, th- this episode like which is weird I, because like there's a creepy being, like, torture complete... scene with rampage like two minutes ago <laughs> like i was completely on board with like the looney tunes shit of the uh energon fart episode but that worked it was it was cohesive it, it lended to the story we both loved that episode. Yeah, that's like, great. That like spoilers, but I I suspect that will definitely be in my top ten episodes of the entire series when we when we uh, count that down eventually. Yeah, the what was it called? The low road. The low road. I think. Good memory. Yeah, yeah. I think it was episode <laughs> twenty three of season one, somewhere around there. Yeah, wow. it was a while ago now. Yeah, so. 38 episodes of the Sonic podcast, Spinball. Folks. Sonic Spinball comes to it. Christopher, I don't know if you have an HD version or something. Oh, does it say game over? So red, like LEDs flash behind um, Rat Trap's eyes. Okay. Just briefly, kind of like an alarm clock. Like those old, like red, um, bright, like alarm i don't know how to the digital alarm clock and I, his eyes are flashing red when he's upside down when he comes to a still at around 13 minutes and 10 seconds i want to say it says game over i'm going hd folks oh it already is yeah it's it can't quite it's make too it out. fuzzy on my end i want to say game over I wonder. Do you see it too? Yeah, I see it. I wonder. I I wonder if it might be like a slot machine thing. A slot machine thing or a pinball thing? Oh man, I should have googled this earlier before the show. 
Oh, you I know what? It. I'm going to look on the, the, the Transformers wiki. Oh, it'll tell us. Well, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, there there was something last week, I think, that I was convinced would be on the Transformers wiki. Because I was like, oh, this has got to be a thing, right? And uh, lo and behold, no. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ball save? No. Ball sack. <laughs> Extra ball? Gobble hole. I'm actually looking at a glossary of pinball terms. Match mode. Multiball. The word or tilt flashes. Tilt, in that's what track. I was trying to... Is that tilt. is that a pinball thing? Yep. Um, when the mechanism detects that you're slamming or like tilting the um the machine um beyond an acceptable level like the, like tilt is allowed it, there's a whole pinball culture that is really fascinating but yeah if you tilt it too much or it hits too much of an angle or you're smashing it on the sides too much um or ro roll the machine backwards to cheat right like pick it up and like lift it so the ball goes up. Um, I think all of the parts just like stop. The little bumpers stop shooting out, and the the paddles um like fall down. And it says tilt on the screen. Well, now we know. The uh, the TF wiki was actually able to. Uh... It didn't fail us this week. Also, his uh, the delightful little uh, sea shanty is very similar in tempo and chordal arrangement to the Beatles song Yellow Submarine. There you go. Yeah, it didn't really feel, is it? I'm going to have to listen to it again. I'll listen to the podcast, try to do the comparison. There you go, tilt. So the user was getting too aggressive with the Beast Wars pinball machine. Holy shit. Do you think there's a Beast Wars pinball machine? Maybe. Uh, it's the late 90s, though. Pinball kind of started teetering off, but you never know. I'm going in. Doing it. One of my exes, uh, an ex of mine's uh, father had a RoboCop pinball machine. Oh, it doesn't look like. I'm just getting Star Wars because of the word Wars. Mm. I got excited for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least something in this episode excites us. Yes. <laughs> so, but to get back to it, um, for the first time, we get to hear Rampage um, say terrorize to transform. I think it's the first time. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, because we were debating this. Because we, we last... were... 
we we were talking about this last week, week before, sometime, a, yeah. a recent episode of the podcast. We were we were talking about this, and uh, I was debate like I was questioning what his activation code would even be because he's technically a maximal, but he's like subservient to the Predacons against his will right now. So I'm like, what would his activation code even be? Destroy, <laughs> brutalize. Well, He's said, I like that. <laughs> um, but then, he uh, has said, uh, rampage attack. Yeah, I think yeah. it was, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, rampage attack, yeah. And so, like, literally, like, right after, like, the very week after we have this conversation on the podcast, the, the next episode of Beast Wars, he's like, rampage, terrorize! I'm like, oh. You'd huh. think he wouldn't want to do that. There it is. Yeah, so there we go, folks. He terrorizes. Yep that uh, that uh, that mystery has been solved, folks. You are welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, you can find uh, that's been the episode. <laughs> no, it's not not over. Oh, right. No, it's, there's, there's no, other it's stuff. Not over yet. Uh, yeah. To quickly summarize, like. Uh, uh, Rampage and uh, I almost said Silverbolt. Rampage and Depth Charge uh, bust out of the art or bust out of the rubble of the Axelon, so they're not dead. Hooray, I suppose. Um, and uh, they fight, and they uh, yeah, they they fight, and Depth Charge is all like, X go and give it to you. Yeah, and indeed, Depth Charge is like coming, ra- coming at you, X. Yeah. And he and, transforms uh, into a manta ray, and they fight underwater. Back, back on land, uh, Quick Strike is there all of a sudden now. Yeah, and uh, well, Waspinator took out Silverbolt, right? Yeah. So yeah, Quick Strike's oh. there, and he tosses Sentinel over to Waspinator, who's in beast mode, who picks it up and flies away. I feel like Waspinator does that a lot. He's on like carrying duty. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't keep someone like that around for their uh, intellectual capabilities. <laughs> yeah, he's only the only one of those three to be able to fly in both of his forms. Yeah. Right. Okay, makes sense. You keep him around because he was your buddy in college, and you just. <laughs> You just can't say goodbye. You keep him around because he's dumb and is is of very little use beyond uh, manual labor. That's okay. So here's another cartoon. Hey, I work in a grocery store. (laughs) So Depth Charge does something perplexing. He this is the third cartoonic moment I I mentioned. He grabs him and like spins around and like tosses him out of the ring depth charge grabs rampage tosses him out of the water and i'm like that's not how physics works i like how you said out of the ring (laughs) because there there is actually a wrestler who does that move yeah i Uh, his name's cesaro ah yeah there might have been someone back in the day who did it, but a Probably. modern wrestler who does that uh, is his name Cesaro. Great so wrestler. He, thro- he throws him with such force that Rampage flies high out of the water. 
and lands on quick strike lands on quick strike with like cartoonic sound effects <clears throat> yeah and before he passes out he said quick strike says to rampage i've been looking everywhere for you and i was like oh and curious right he turns around to see rampage flying at him and he's like what what and something 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 he does not say what in tarnation which is Damn. funny because that's probably one of the only times that what in tarnation is called for <laughs> in like a 70 ton like crab tank is flying at you from the heavens i was expecting him to say what in tarnation he didn't oh yeah 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 he's like what the slagging Sl yeah what the slagging like, slag that's the perfect <laughs> that's the perfect time to say what in tarnation okay whatever maybe the writers were tired of <laughs> writing that <laughs> into the script every episode uh so Depth Charms comes out of the water marching like a badass. X go and give it to you is playing in the background. Yep. And, and uh, uh, Silverbolt's like, hey, bro, I understand that you want to kill Rampage. However, hear me out. Immortal monster or thing that can help us win the Beast Wars. Rampage uh, Depth Charge is like, out of my way. I don't have time to play little beast beast wars games son and he pushes him out of the way or something i don't have time for playstation <laughs> i'm an xbox kid <laughs> my my partner could actually not even handle how edgy depth charge was yeah was like wait i and well, neither can i I, I commented last week that he you, like you did. He, yeah, he he sounds like a, a person trying to be tough, but like, like almost like a caricature. It's like someone that, like doing a joking um, a joking impression purpose. of Solid Snake. <laughs> yeah, it's like somebody purpose. battle. Oh, son of a bitch! Time to take up my knife. Remember what my the boss taught me about CQC. <laughs> Time to take out my Energon blade. <laughs> that which happens, which yeah. is just the reused asset of Megatron's scalpel. Yeah, which I mean makes sense. Yeah, I it's guess. an er Energon blade. They all yeah. look the same. Yeah, sure. Why so, not? what was he hoping to do? Uh, uh, I don't know. Cut his head off. Cut his spark out, like Megatron has done. So, here's the thing: cut his, cut his balls off and feed them to him i that seems like something death charge would want to do tor torture him for the rest of time never let him reform i i don't know but if he had gone to the maximals and talked about how they can get rampage and how they can stop him they would have been like oh don't bother um megatron has his spark i guess he wouldn't know that right no yeah. Which is why I think the scene little happens where he takes out the Energon knife. He doesn't know that because he hasn't communicated with the Maximals. Because being an edgy little douche. I'm a renegade. 
no guardian here. I'm a renegade. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who actually like really liked like nineties, like edginess, uh, it, uh, it can be a little comical. Here's the thing though. Anybody wondering what the hell we're talking about? Matrix from alphanumeric. I actually don't think he's crit too. Like he's edgy, cringy. Depth charge. I'm tired of his shit already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I didn't be edgy and distant and cool, with, but also reasonable sometimes. I didn't remember liking depth charge very. Like I didn't remember him at all. As a I didn't even remember him. I remember the submersible scene with Rat Trap. Yeah. <laughs> must have completely forgot about Depth Charge. And if we uh, both did, that says a lot. I do remember uh, his... What... I remember uh, that the character's journey, how it... Uh, hmm. How how that goes down. So the broad stroke. Um, I, I I remember his fate. Okay. So, X gonna uh, give it to him. So uh, uh, look, you'll 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 have something to look forward to if you uh you don't like him. <laughs> I feel like I have a lot of things to look forward to. Uh, we'll see. So Waspinator is flying through the air carrying Sentinel, and he's all like, Oh, Waspinator having good day. Not get shot once. And of course, like that. Yeah, gets blown out of the air. And I actually, like, when it happened, I was like, Oh, poor Waspinator. I I feel like he's turned into the, Oh, like like the the poor character we're supposed to feel bad for. Because again, if he wasn't forced, would would he even want to fight? Probably he doesn't not. strike me as somebody who, like, he's not boastful and like wants to like quick strike. Quick strike would want to fight all the time, but like, wouldn't would Waspinator just chill? Would he like go fishing? I, what I think Waspinator just wants to be like, oh, Waspinator in charge. <laughs> it, <Today>. in- <laughs> to- Wasminator in charge. Today we go buy crayons and coloring books. I'm the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I've, uh, I, I, I didn't like Wasminator is a very beloved character mm-hmm. amongst the fandom, and like. I never, when I was younger, I never really got it because I always, Same. when I was a kid, I, I always found kind of Waspinator kind of lame annoying. and annoying. Boring. And but now I actually find him incredibly endearing. When I was a kid, I didn't really think much of Scorponok, Waspinator, or Pterosaur. I was like, eh, they, yeah. they're gimmicky. Don't really like them. And rewatching it on too much Energon, uh, <laughs> those are kind of like the best. <laughs> Yeah, characters that I, I, I've, I've definitely gravitated to different characters. Uh, yeah, than I did when I was younger. Like, I really like Rhinox. I think Rhinox might be my favorite Maximal. And uh, oh, I didn't like him when I was a kid either. I didn't, I didn't not like him when I was a kid, but I, I didn't 
he was kind of nothing to me. He was just yeah. Big, I didn't dislike he was, him. He was the big rhino guy. This is the rhino guy. Yeah. Uh, same with Optimus. He was but Gorilla now, Man. You and I, yeah, he's Gorilla Man. But I think you and I appreciate Rhinox and Optimus more in while we've mm-hmm. been watching it as adults. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Waspinator says, "Ooh, Megatron will reward Waspinator." Ah. <laughs> So I I, 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 I thought about this earlier, and yeah, because he's like, oh, uh, Megatron will reward Waspinator or give Waspinator vacation. So we we've we we've talked since the beginning we, of this I'm, show about like what like, what what are characters' motivations to actually like do a good job like they always talk about being rewarded by by megatron and, and we're always like time on the xbox time on the xbox yeah, yeah. but now waspinator is like yeah he gets a vacate he gets the day off basically so i'm like okay you get a weekend you get a weekend off <laughs> i guess no no hauling duty for you for two whole days. Cheers. Yeah. Waspinator's like, er, finally. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's a big Looney Tunes moment with people smacking into trees. Um, uh, who is it? Rat Trap? Like, spins around. Right, um, yeah. Rat trap le- j- like transforms and stands on top of Silverbolt, and then leaps up into the air and does like, like a quadruple axle, like, like diving, like figure skating, like bullshit. Like I'm like, what? What are you doing, dude? He's like spinning around the tree that Inferno pushed over. I, it's it's wacky, man. It's wacky. The face that Silverbolt makes. At eleven fourteen, when his eyes and mouth just go like wild, and he races after um, Sentinel, so it turns into this Looney Tune moment where somebody drops it, it falls. So the big reveal is, hey, the reason that the Predacons were waiting is because they want Sentinel intact. Yeah. In case we sense. never mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> They can have an AI, an advanced AI system, defending their base. Well, and it, it, like earlier, Megatron was like, was like, uh, oh, uh, Rampage has interfered with the the Maximals' attempt to recover Sentinel into position. So, oh, so right, it's been alluded to. So, and far, he but... needed to let the Maximals go and get Sentinel. Which is why they've just been watching instead of, yeah. as as I mentioned earlier, instead of just sending uh, Rampage to to go get it. But like, what if all the maximal? Well, I guess all the maximals can't come because then no one would be defending the base. Right. You'd think this would be a good mission for Primal to come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's a jet. And he's huge. Um, so uh, yes. yeah, there's the whole gimme it or I'll burn you. You want it? Come and get it. 
I'm tired of carrying it. And Rat Trap does some weird shit I've never seen in this show. He can extend his tail like a hundred feet and grab things with it like he's fishing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And... Did you catch that? And then Inferno starts shooting at Rat Trap when, because uh, Rat Trap turns into his, um, a hot rod mode, rat yeah. rod mode, and goes away. But he had just been pointing a gun at Silverbolt, and he's like, car "Give it ramrod. to me." <laughs> yeah, give me the say car ramrod. Car ramrod. <laughs> say car ramrod. Car ramrod. You didn't, you didn't say it. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> so motherfucking Inferno... super troopers. Yeah, well, I haven't seen that in. 15? It can't be. Wow, yeah, it is. It's old. I just that old? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the movie came out 20 years ago. I was in high school when that movie came out. It came out in 2001? 2001, 2002? That makes sense. Uh, Jeez. So, there's just weird lots of leaps in logic in this. I'm not going to get too nitpicky about it, but Inferno points the gun at Silverbolt, and he's like, hand it over. No funny business, right? Before it's, like, fished out of his Silverbolt's hand. And Silverbolt's like, you want it? Come and get it. And then Rat Trap takes it. And as Rat Trap's driving away, like, evading his shots, I'm like, okay, so you didn't shoot Silverbolt, point blank. But now that Rat Trap has it, you are shooting him? You're not supposed to destroy Sentinel. Yeah, you'd think. So, like, the, the show contradicts itself, it, which the show does every now and then, but that seems like a really weird... They just wanted to show a chase scene with explosions. Yeah, yeah. So, to, to kind of summarize, Wrap there is, up, like, a, yeah. a, a, there's a chase scene that goes down, explosions, like you said. Uh, long story short, the, the Predacons end up getting... Uh, um, uh, Sentinel because like because depth charge does because, a dumb ass move because depth charge and <laughs> I Silverbolt like, like very comically like collide into one another midair the faces they make are stupid and funny yeah so Silverbolt and I don't like I don't like depth charge's manta ray face there's something about it I don't like it's, it doesn't feel we're mammals right we can see when cats and dogs and monkeys and stuff, other mammals, have facial expression, right? Yeah. When it's like a reptile, eh, even maybe some reptiles, but when it's something like a manta ray that doesn't have any mammalian features, and they try to make it have a face, like a shocked face, it doesn't really register Yeah. with, with me. I actually re- rewinded it to like look at the faces they made again, and... I thought it was dumb. So the what I don't like is they fail because depth charge slams into Silverbolt in the air. Uh, if depth charge didn't have a change of heart and Rampage ran away, um, that would have never have happened. Yeah. But I like it when the Predacons win because of their own plans. 
not by accident. So it's like un. I'm okay with the bad guys winning sometimes, right? But it's unsatisfying mm-hmm. when they win because of Looney Tunes bullshit. R- right? It's it's the same feeling I have when like Optimus super aped the Axelon. Yeah. I was just like ah, I I guess. <laughs> yeah, the like the the fact that the Predacons now have Sentinel because like two characters like very comically collide into one another it's stupid this this episode's it, dumb this the episode's dumb and now here's the thing if waspinator and quickstrike and inferno like three stooge you know how the three stooges always manage to like get out of trouble somehow yeah. i was hoping it would be more like that and it was very it was kind of six stooges <laughs> it it did kind of have that back and forth, but I wanted the Predacons to get a win. I wanted Waspinator to go, looks like it's mine now, and like catch it and like them yeah. play. Time for vacation. <laughs> Fuck or you. Was, really Waspinator, go on holiday. You have no idea how much Waspinator needs this. <laughs> <laughs> right? And if they put really it. <laughs> And if they played hot potato, that would be funny, and I'd be okay with that. I don't like it when the source of conflict is resolved because a side makes a dumb one side makes a dumb mistake. Yeah, I like it when conflict is resolved when um, someone is outsmarted or outmaneuvered or outgunned. Anyways, <laughs> moving on, the Predacons have Sentinel. Bad news yep. bears. Yep. And uh, so we go back to the Axelon and uh, uh, in Arc Mountain and Death Charge is there now. I didn't realize he's almost as big as Optimal Optimus. Cause, yeah, because he was a uh, I think he was a mega class toy. Yeah, he's very big. And uh, Optimal, I think, was a no, he had to. No, I. He, he, Optimal was a like size class unto himself, I believe, mm. and uh, Depth Charge was a Ultra Beast, and the next one down is Mega Beast, and then Deluxe, then Basic. The size differences are cool. Yeah. I like how he's like, "Hey." Uh... Big bot, let me take, let me, rat traps like, let me add him, let me add him, yeah. And I'm like, you're the size of one of Depth Charge's arms. <laughs> but I mean, hey, rat trap took down Dinobot a couple times. So a bunch of bickering goes on. Bickering and goes on. Yeah, rat trap like blames Depth Charge for everything, and Depth Charge is all like, what? It was an accident. Fuck off. And he's like, and yeah, and Optimal is like, bad depth charge, very bad. And Rat Trap's like, blah, 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 he saved me. And he's like, huh? And he's like, yeah, he k- kind of saved me from uh, Rampage, blah, blah, blah. And Optimal's like, oh, okay. Now, now Rat Trap, that's very rude. You thank the nice you fish say- man. <laughs> you thank now the you nice s- fish man for bringing you home safe and sound. Say thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Fishman. 
good. And Mr. Fishman is like, don't go getting all gushy on me. But then Optimus actually, like, I actually like this scene here. Optimal is like, because he's depth charge is like, don't get gushy on me. He goes, I'm not. You cost us a major strategic advantage. So, like, cut your shit out and work with us or else. And I'm like, oh, shit. Fucking tell him, dude. Well, what's like, he, he going to do? He's tired if of he, his shit. What's he going to do if he's all like, nah, I'm going to keep, uh, just going to keep, uh, going about my business, you know? He'd be like, okay, well, you're a liability. You just caused us to fail the mission, so. We have to treat you like tarantulas now. <laughs> Shoot on sight. I, I don't know what, what they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I mean, really. I mean, it's not like they kill Predacons in this show. So, like, what are they going to do to Depth Charge? Ride him? <laughs> I... <laughs> like, rat, like Dinobot rode uh, tarantulas? The 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 ultimate humiliation. Shares. And so depth charge goes. So after uh, optimal is like, um, you can't keep acting as an independent. And he's like, I'll think about it. And then he turns to like Rat Trap and the others, and he's like, um, this crew sure needs something. And then he tur- depth charge turns to the camera and like. Winks. comically winks and Optimus has like a smile and like they high five <laughs> like they do he hits, he goes down low oh they do fuck they do actually high five I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Optimus goes down low and <laughs> well I guess he's not a renegade anymore no nope. that's all it took was just a stern talking to from Optimus Primal yeah, from Daddy, Daddy Big Gorilla. Doesn't sound right. Daddy, Daddy Jet Ape. There we go. <laughs> Fuck. Daddy, Daddy Ape Bucks. Daddy Ape. You you saw where I was going. going yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm saw. like, I can't make that work. <laughs> I'm gonna give up. <laughs> Uh, I'm almost about ready to give up on this episode. So the the final scene is at the dark side and Megatron is there. He's pressing buttons on Sentinel's command console. And uh, the, the, the little like doorway uh, that has the maximal symbol on it opens up and a big red button comes out just like in uh, a better mousetrap. Yep. And uh, Megatron's like Sentinel online. (laughs) and a fucking shield goes around a shield goes around the very badly bad looking dark side look holy shit is it in bad repair look they need this okay i think because what like ravage almost destroyed the ship with this bird of prey um the the fucking alien moon oh the i forgot they didn't have shields at the time, right? The number of explosions that the Maximals have done breaking and entering into the fucking dark side, like uh, they they need 
Yeah, when Op- when Optimus Primal was all like uh, roid raged out and like went all slasher villain and trashed the ship and yeah, there's there's been a lot of explosions. It's it's amazing that they need this. They 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 did. <laughs> I did I did kind of get chills uh, hearing Megatron say Sentinel on Megatron say Sentinel online. I'm like, yeah, and I think that just comes down to David K's delivery. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the the ending was interesting. That and they, yeah, that they, that's it, folks. Mercifully, that's the end of this episode. <laughs> mercifully. So uh, there's going to be a downer, and so, I was going to be like, "Man, I hope Christopher doesn't love this episode." <laughs> so here on Too Much Energon, we rate uh, episodes of Beast Wars on the Too Much Energon scale, which is not enough Energon to sufficient Energon. To too much energon, which is basically bad, decent, good. Yep. So uh, on the too much energon scale, Cal, what are you what are you giving uh, changing of the guard? It gets a not enough energon for me. All right. Uh, it is close to one of the most meh episodes. <laughs> That's the thing is like this episode isn't even like a like it's not even like there's it's nothing not offensively offensive. bad about it. It's just it's so nothing and bleh. Yeah. Like I like moments of it. I like Optimal giving everyone a harsh stern talking to. I like you know, Jacques Cousteau fucking <laughs> 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 James Cameron exploring the deep. Um <laughs> But yeah, like that, that, that parts, good. other than him, the little music and the music playing through the fucking radio, other than little teeny bits like that, it's completely forgettable. It doesn't lend anything to it, except that the Predacons have Sentinel. You'd think a big episode like the Predacons acquiring Sentinel would be more memorable. You'd think. But see, the Predacons acquiring sentinel though like it literally could have just like an episode could have opened with them pulling sentinel out of the wreckage of the axelon and then setting sounds it up. amazing and like literally in the first like minute of an episode could have like an episode could have started with them like pulling pulling uh sentinel out of the wreckage of the axelon <laughs> and then activating it and being like Oh, yes. Now we have Sentinel. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. And then, like, a completely different episode. Like, a yeah. compl- a, another plot. It could have like, happened in the background, and it yeah. could have given us an interesting plot. It, it We we didn't need all of this bullshit. We didn't need to see uh, uh, DMX and the Punisher fight again for the second week in a row. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's kind of what it is, right? Uh, yeah, no, this uh, this is my least favorite episode in quite a while, and uh, I yeah. what wasn't... Did, are you giving it a uh, a rating? Sorry, I guess I kind of hijacked the conversation I, there. People assumed. No, no, that's okay. Pe- people, <laughs> we, we probably know what's coming. Oh yes, yes, that gets a not enough energon. 
Much like you, I like Jacques Cousteau with the little, uh, like, exploring the deep and, like, the little music coming through the radio. And I like Megatron activating Sentinel at the end. And when uh, the best part of an episode is Megatron laughing and pressing a button. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're... Uh... You're uh, you're not wrong. There's uh, far too much fight scene, forgettable fight scene between DMX and and the Punisher, like you said. <laughs> uh, Deep Metal Part Two: Underwater Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp. Yeah. 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 That's those are actually characters from from uh, from the, that movie, Breaking. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, uh, Electric Boogaloo was like the title comes from the movie oh. Break Breaking Two. Electric right, Boogaloo, right, right, right. And yeah. the the two main characters in that movie's names are Shabadoo and Boogaloo Shrimp. It kind of makes me want to watch it. I know, right? I've never seen it, but I listened to a podcast where they talk. For some about reason, it. I thought you said bacon, and I'm like, I, I like bacon. <laughs> Break in, okay. Break in two. Shabadoo, Shabadoo, and, and Boogaloo Shrimp. Boogaloo Shrimp. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel See like we should... interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should watch it together and like record a commentary track. I I'd be, down, I'd be down for that. Anything with character names like that, it has to be good, right? Yeah. Uh so that has been the uh third episode of season three of Beast Wars. Changing of the guard. I almost <laughs> said DMX versus the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> Which just as a sentence by itself sounds amazing. It sounds. If someone much did more... a thirty-second animation, I bet you it would be hype. They 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 just like stop motion them like over the uh, the character models in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not even just do stop motion with toys, the little Punisher figurine, and uh, there has to be a DMX figurine. Somebody 3D print that shit. Rest in peace. <laughs> if you want to support the show, uh, wherever you're listening to this, uh, leave us a five-star rating or a like, a subscribe, a positive comment, something, anything. Uh, Say hello. If you, uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, send us an email, too much energon at outlook.com, or if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. We might read it on the show later on a future episode of the show. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at Lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, and Cal, you are? I am Neo underscore Cal. Uh, Cal with a K. It, you can, I, if you follow Christopher, if you follow Lasercomb, uh, you can follow Too Much Energon page, by the way. Yes. At Too Much Energon. Um, you're going to see me tagged in there. I, I joined Twitter. Didn't know that you weren't supposed to use underscores in your names. I guess I'm 
I'm just 2000 and late on, on that. <laughs> Is that a thing you, uh, that, that came up recently? I'm just like noticing everyone else's names and I'm like, man, I don't, there's not a single person with an underscore in their name. Probably because saying underscore is three goddamn syllables long. And it's just a pain in the butt to say. And kids today don't have time for that shit, damn it. They, they don't. They just say undie. Sounds like, sounds like an Australian word, but not an Australian slang, but not for underwear. Hmm. Like underwear is knickers and undie is like something else. I know in Ca- some places in Canada they say a hundo for a hundred dollar bill. Dollary dues. Dollary dues. We got <laughs> plenty of them down under. Speaking of dollary dues, uh, oh. check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Mm-hmm. And go to our website, too much www.toomuchenergon.ca. Uh, you can find social media links and embedded players of every single episode of this podcast. And I'm not wearing one, but on the website, I hear say you can find links to some merch. Yes, tpublic.com slash two, T-O-O dash much dash Energon. I feel like we've spent more time uh, telling people where they can find us than we did uh, actually talking about this episode of Beast Wars. Which is funny because that's probably a rather short, <laughs> like you can find us at. So yeah, uh, we'll be back. Ne- we'll be, we will be back next week with the fourth episode of season three, Cutting Edge. I'm looking forward to this one because this episode was written by Ian Weir. Uh, Ian mm-hmm. Weir previously wrote Code of Hero, mm-hmm. uh, Possession. And dark designs. Dark design. That's it. I was are, like, oh, I know what it is. Which yeah. those are three of the best episodes of the show. So oh, I'm kind of, kind of, kind of stoked. So we can only go up from here. So, so I, I, I have some hopes that so maybe you're the guy. Me there's a chance that maybe the guy that wrote three of the best episodes of the show might deliver a decent episode of season three. We need a Hail Mary. <laughs> we, 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 we need this, damn it. We, we need this much like the, the Predacons needed Sentinel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not as, as much, but it, it would, it would I'd be nice. Speak for yourself. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, we're going to get out of here now because uh, at the time of recording, my pre-order of Resident Evil Village has just unlocked and I am fucking stoked to go play that. So I, That surprised me. That snuck up on me. Hope you enjoy it, man. I was like, what? It's out already? But it's only... And I'm like, oh god, it's May. <laughs> oh god, we're almost halfway through 2021. 2020, 2020 part, part, two. part two. 20 COVID boogaloo. <laughs> COVID boogaloo. Uh, all right. Uh, until next week, beast mode. Beast mode. Beast mode! Beast Wars! Greetings, Predacons, and welcome to episode 38 of Too Much Energon, the beast... Fuck. Nope. The beast fuck. <laughs> the beast fuck. All right, starting that over again. That was my nickname in high school. The beast fuck. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
Whenever somebody does word salad, I don't know if you've noticed, I, I do it on alphanumeric too. Whenever somebody flubs a word, I just like subtly throw in, that's my, that's my version of that's what she said. Uh. <laughs> that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> uh. All right.